Hi, this is Zach Galapanakis. You're listening to Cool Jazz Favorites. Hi, this is Zach Galapanakis. You're listening to Easy Listening Jazz Favorites. Okay. Hi, this is Zach Galapanakis. You're listening to KUCI Irvine 88.9. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Thanks for listening to Our Digital Future every Friday at 4.30 p.m. And today I want to welcome our call-in guest, Gordon Spates. Hi. Thanks for calling in. Sure, yeah. And um, everyone, Gordon Spates is a library assistant at a technical school. And this show, Our Digital Future, every half hour... At 4.30 on Friday is a show where librarians around the world discuss the digital future of our information spaces. So that's also archives, museums, libraries, anywhere that has information. And Gordon is very much a part of that field and pursuing it further. But Gordon isn't just a stranger. I know him from middle school, high school. And even work after college. We yeah, had the after same college, that's right. Irvine. But, yeah. um, <laughs> yeah, we went to Hughes Middle School and then Long Beach Poly High School. Class of 2000, 2000. <laughs> oh, and you were in improv, too. Like, you were yeah, in the drama. Yeah. I did drama in uh, high school. And we were in, uh, I think you were in the orchestra, right? Yeah, I played violin. Right, yeah. Were you in marching band? Yeah, I, did. I was in marching band and orchestra. I was in marching band, too. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, we're, it's so funny how, like, in a way, our similar paths led us to both becoming a librarian. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you're a little, I think, uh, up on the game on me, and you've been working at it quite a while. No, but then you did a bachelor's in film, is that correct? Uh, well, I did my, no, my bachelor's was in history at oh. UCLA. Uh-huh. Uh, but then I did my master's degree at uh, NYU in cinema studies. Oh, no, then you're up in the game because I totally would love to do a master's of cinema studies. I just yeah. love film so much. Hopefully I'll become a film and media studies librarian. Is that where your interest is as well? Yeah, um, it is. I was originally interested in doing cinema studies just because I was mostly interested in film and film history for the most part, like um, American film history, the studio system of the... 30s, 40s, and 50s, but um, as I kind of went along also, I realized that I was also interested in archiving as well as librarianship, and so uh, kind of the two combined, obviously, would be, an ideal thing would be a media library or film librarianship, yeah. That's totally cool. I'm working on a, I don't know if I mentioned it, I'm, I'm working on getting an internship, hopefully, cross your fingers at the Academy for the Arts Motion Picture Science U of the Oscars oh, place. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah they have a, really cool. They have a library in Beverly Hills where hopefully I'll be cataloging films. That'd be really cool. Yeah, I, I applied for a job there a couple of years ago. Yeah, at their, at their uh, Mary Pickford Center. They have the library there, I think. Well, yeah, I went yeah. to look at the like an exhibit there one time for film yeah. school at UCI. They were like, go check out the costumes and Technicolor exhibit and write about it for extra credit. So I went there. That's very cool. So that'd be amazing to work there, and like, that's great. We're both looking to 
You know, it's great. We live in Southern California in the L.A. area. That'll really help. Yeah, absolutely. With yeah, so that's kind of been, always been one of my kind of, um, I guess, dream places to work. Not necessarily a job, but just anything for kind of the academic side of the academy. And then also we've got, like, AFI, mm-hmm. um, the American Film Institute, kind of does a lot with history, and so I've always been intrigued by them. And then UCLA and USC both have huge uh, um, archives. They're both very big cinema schools. Well, yeah, we had the director of the Moving Images program from UCLA interviewed on our show. Check out that podcast, everyone. That's great. He talks about archives. And then just like uh, two weeks ago, we had uh, Linda, I believe, a filmmaker that started out as a secretary at the American Film Institute. She transitioned. So I'm interested. So with your Master's of Cinema Studies... Were, you weren't interested in going into make, making films or writing scripts or anything? No. Um, and funnily enough, I, when I say cinema studies or film studies as a major, generally people assume that, yeah, uh, I'm going to be the next Spielberg or that kind of thing. But, yeah, I was never interested in the production side. More coming from a history major background as well, I've always been more interested in the history, but also kind of the culture of film and kind of 20th century popular culture in general. Um, but when I was actually applying to my film studies programs, I was looking at the time also at uh, moving image archives programs, uh, like at UCLA and NYU. Both of them have um, moving specific programs for moving image archiving and librarianship um, outside of kind of just the more academic aspects of film studies. Um, but when I applied, both of them especially those two schools, <clears throat> you could only apply to one program or the other. Oh, yeah. And so I decided, uh, in general, for, for all the schools I was applying to, to go with the kind of general cinema studies degree, um, just because I figured that would be better to start with. Um, That's true. I asked a librarian here which is better because I want to get both, and they said, yeah, do the film one first and the library one next. Yeah, and actually that's, yeah, at the time I, I did only applied to the general cinema studies and, and I got into <clears throat> and went to NYU and now I'm looking into um, probably next year starting a general library sciences degree so instead of doing maybe the, just the specific moving image archiving getting a library sciences degree and then maybe hopefully the com- combination of two will uh, kind of combine I guess to make a, a film media librarianship um, good resume Kind of thing, yeah. yeah, that'll be great, too, with your work experience. As I mentioned earlier, you're currently a library assistant at a technical school yeah. where you, in fact, you're, so you're working in a library of sorts and there is no librarian in your school grounds. No, uh, it's basically just me um, at, the, at the campus here. Um, I run which what, what they actually call the Learning Resource Center. It's part library, part um, computer lab, but we have a small amount of books, uh, physical materials, books and DVDs for the students um, on campus, but since it's not a huge campus, technical schools don't tend to have very large campuses, uh, we have an online library that um, is maintained from the headquarters, but I also help students. Um, one of my primary uh, tasks is to help students, you know, 
with research questions how to access an online library because a lot of them a lot of them aren't used to libraries in general or especially they're not used to a, a virtual library where it has all the books and all the text online so oh, it's, yeah. it's basically the same thing but yeah it's, it's like um, full text books as well as journal articles magazines things like that um, that definitely but, relates to our digital future Right, yeah, we have the, the, the bulk of our um, materials are all online, which I guess also makes sense for a technical school, you know, since pretty much every uh, program of study we have here is very technical related, and so they all have to know how to use computers and have more than basic computer understanding. So, yeah. yeah, the library program I'm in is uh, distance learning through the University of Illinois Urbana-Champaign, and we actually have a virtual library online as well which is great for us um, in California. Right. But they have great libraries when you go in person to the Illinois campus as well. Sure. Which for this program, we go once a semester, so about three times a year. Yeah, and I'm actually looking, since I'm looking to do, uh, going into library school, actually I'm probably going to be end up doing the same thing as a distance learning. I've noticed that um, quite a lot of campuses around the country have that option, which is really nice, I think, to you know, be able to not have to relocate for school, but also maintain where you're living and what job you're in, that kind of thing. Especially if it's a library job, which is, while we have such similarities, I also am a library assistant, and I currently work at the Interactive Learning Center, which is part computer lab, and um, we used to have DVDs and media as well, but they moved that to the Multimedia Resources Center, even though now we merged. And um, so it's all great. And then, so you're looking into schools. Yeah, I applied to like eight different distance learning schools, and I know the the top three I was trying to decide between between was um, New York, Seattle, and Illinois. New York University or another school in New York? It was Syracuse. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard they had to get there. Yeah, and then um, so it was more like where did I want to visit and how often, and I like the need to go in person. It's a good excuse to travel and see the Midwest. That's true, yeah. It's always nice to see where it is happening as well. So do you find um, your students at your technical school require a lot of assistance, or do they not come up and ask for help? Or uh, They don't tend to. Um, I know a lot of their teachers have, uh, and we're a fairly new campus, so a lot of the students are kind of getting into it, and we're also the teachers and faculty and staff as well are kind of getting used to how everything works, but I know a lot of the teachers uh, would like them to utilize, you know, online resources more often. Um, and so part of what I'm also trying to do is every quarter visit um, visit the classes, especially the classes that are comprised of entering students, and give them kind of little tutorials on kind of basics about online research, because a lot of them just don't know how to approach it or um, how it works or just kind of there's a lot going on there, I guess. And um, a lot of them have obviously done online searches because for the most part they are a younger crowd, so they grew up with the Internet. But they're kind of used to just Google or Wikipedia, which is a fine start, but, you know, it's not great for, obviously, real academic research. And also it's, it's more of a basic online search. They, they sometimes don't... Um, can't they don't know how to do kind of deeper searches, you know, advanced. doing online searches, exactly advanced search or 
anything that kind of, kind of goes beyond just typing something into a search bar and then picking the first thing that pops up. So um, I'm trying to do more of that and get them more into that and learning those kinds of things. That's great. So you have a learning, a teaching part of your job, instruction. That's a great experience for... Yeah. Yeah, and I help them. I mean, I'm there. <clears throat> I'm kind of in charge of the materials we have and cataloging them and maintaining the, the physical library we have, but also as a kind of just resource for the students to answer questions for them about um, you know, if they're having everything from having trouble with their essays or, you know, I also help them with math sometimes because I used to teach uh, yeah, weren't standardized you? math tests. Yeah. You were, um, so I know we both worked for the Princeton Review. I think we could say yeah. that. I do love that job with fun uh, people in the office and going to go proctor the test. So what did you do there exactly? I'm sure you have great library qualifications just from that job alone. Uh, well, that wasn't as much, but yeah, it was, I mean, it, it helped me with, because um, now I do, since I, like I said, do some tutoring here, that was, I've kind of built up a long history of being able to help people with math problems and English problems and things like that. So, you know, help uh, the students, not just with the virtual library resources and their online research, but also, you know, how to write essays, how to tackle math problems and that kind of thing. So so with all that experience of your last two um, careers, what have you done since your film degree or cinema studies to maintain in that, in that topic as well? Um, unfortunately, not as much because uh, those jobs are um, not as frequent. Uh, <laughs> it's not the most marketable uh, degree, but that's why I'm also looking now into getting a dual master's, getting another master's in library science, so I can uh, kind of combine the two. And I'm really interested. I am really interested in both. I mean, I wouldn't mind working in a, I guess, so-called regular or traditional library, but if I can, um, well, like public library. It, yeah, exactly, or a university library, but not necessarily in the media department. But if I can make it so that. I can combine the two. That would be ideal, and that would be really awesome. Yeah, you can get a certificate of special collections to work in the archives. Like I'm, I'm pursuing yeah. a certificate. Yeah, that's really cool. I actually did um, while I was still in college, or I think just after college. I actually worked for a few months at um, in Cal State Long Beach in their special collections department. Oh, tell us about uh, that. I live right across from Cal State Long Beach, and I yeah, grew yeah. up basically on that campus because both my parents went there. So as a kid, I was all over. That was like my backyard. Yeah, yeah. That's a very nice campus. Uh, my mom actually works there, too. Um, or she did. She retired recently. But uh, I worked there in the special collections, um, and I was doing things like, for a while, transcribing tapes. Um, I believe some of the tapes I was transcribing with someone from Long Beach who has been interviewing Howard Hughes oh, wow. um, from like the 50s or 60s. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of cool, doing transcriptions of that. And then also um, helping to organize. They had gotten a, quite a large um, inventory of the kind of personal papers uh, as well as professional papers and professional materials of Vincent Thomas, who was a local um, politician in the Long Beach, San Pedro area. And... If you're from around there, you know, the Vincent Thomas Bridge, mm -hmm. that's uh, named after him. And so it was kind of all his materials. And so I was helping with organizing that and kind of doing a very, they had just gotten it. It was a very kind of rudimentary, basic 
um, sorting of materials. Yeah, it comes all in they boxes. Can then compile it. Yeah, and then you put them in folders and you label yeah. them. And right, but yeah, they were there. That was going to be a big project, so I was kind of there for the start of that. That was really cool. Are those archives open to the public? Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how much of the public. I know that for researchers, like you have to make appointments. Um, it's like a lot of special collections department where you just can't go in and browse. Um, but yeah, they they're open for like research and. Uh, but I think it's all by appointment. I'm not entirely sure. That was quite a few years ago that I was there, but yeah. For your Master's of Cinema Studies in New York, did you have to go through a lot of archives for any projects? Um, not for school, because it was more of an um, <coughs> academic uh, degree, um, not like a kind of a hands-on thing. But um, I actually, while I was there, worked in the, um, the study center. Uh, basically where all the books and films and videos were kept for um, student use and faculty use. And so I worked in there and did quite a few. I mean, that's also kind of what sparked my interest while I was there was working in that uh, department, helping out with archiving, you know, phys uh, physical archiving, but also a lot of computer archiving, cataloging the various materials, cataloging new materials, making sure it was all kind of standardized. So it was easily searchable for students and faculty. Um, and then also working, um, when I was leaving, they were starting to do a move because of construction, but they had to they had to move all their physical archives, all their paper archives, and they had a lot of old, um, not just books, but uh, old paper materials, print materials from various uh, film sources. And so we had to kind of pack those away uh, but also catalog them as we did so they would know what it, what was like in each box. So that after the construction and the move, I guess they were moving to another floor, uh, then they can, you know, easily find things. So I was helping out with that too. And that was cool. That's great that you had so much experience and you're still on your path to library yeah. school and it's something that is very interesting to us and hopefully a lot of other people and we keep the profession alive. I know right now there's a lot of discussion on, you know, with the budget cuts, schools um, cutting out librarians. Yeah. And even with your technical school, like maybe they could have had librarians, you know, degree holders at every little campus, but now it's just, you know, library assistants within one main librarian and then, and then so, you know, we want to keep the profession alive. Yeah, yeah. Especially, you know, since we're <laughs> our future, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, they say, you know, librarians help the growth of society, you know, to think and help create. And we help, help provide the resources and references. And, and sure, you know, like you said, people can Google and Wikipedia and everything. But then right. one of the words we learned in our first classes was infobesity. And that's like the overabundance of information. It's not even necessarily accurate. It's just you got to sort through all that. Yeah, I've heard information overload, uh, like infobesity, much better. Yeah, yeah, I love that word. <laughs> yeah. But I wonder also, do you think your drama background had a, um, did it start your love of cinema studies start from there, or was that previously probably? Uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe a little bit. Um, I know definitely it's kind of, I always like doing theater, but that I think that helped mostly with teaching, because like public speaking is kind of just, I've always kind of considered teaching, especially in front of classroom almost kind of performance-like. Yeah. Um, and so it, it helps a lot to have that background to just be able to kind of 
be up in front of people and doing a, you know, kind of being on, you know, and performing. Um, I know you had you know, to for... a little different, but yeah. I know it helps that the, at the Princeton Review when they had the interviews, you had to be like a really like funny and engaging person. Yeah. I mean, a lot of teachers, you know, it's, and it's hard to tell what's a good teacher, what's a bad teacher, but I've also interviewed a lot of teachers because I used to hire them. And, um, yeah, good teachers, generally, you have to just have a good attitude and you have to have energy, you know. There's a lot of people who are smart but don't necessarily make good teachers because they can't impart the information in the way that students can receive it or that they can get it across so that, you know, even the kind of most remedial learner can get it. So, yeah, it, it is it is something different than just knowing the knowledge and and being intelligent, having having the knowledge at your fingertips, you got to be able to give it to other people. So, yeah, I only taught one class right there for SAT prep, and it was very like nerve wracking and stressful, and I didn't yeah. do it again. But I was like, oh, maybe it's because of the age group or the subject, and hopefully it won't happen, you know, with film <laughs> or other types of instruction. Right. I want to remind everyone we're listening to our digital future on KUCI eighty-eight point nine FM in Irvine today. Today we're speaking with Gordon Spates on the phone calling in and Gordon Spates is a library assistant at a technical school and I love that you're so similar and we're so, so gonna network very odd yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but ever since middle school go Hughes Owls and go Polly Jack Rabbits are you following the Snoop Dogg and <laughs> our high school is very popular oh yeah oh yeah Rabbits in I heard the front they did a recently they did a documentary on the Polly football team yeah, I think it's called Fourth and Forever. And if you're following my Twitter, everyone, I love libraries. That's L-U-V. You'll see that I had a conversation with Snoop Dogg about Poly High. That's cool. Yeah, I did the little... Uh, I'm a famous alumni. Yeah. So um, do you have a, a website if you're like... Do you have a blog or anything people could follow? I don't, actually. I'm very... I mean, I'm very internet savvy, but I'm not very self-promotional savvy on the internet oh. so I don't even have a Twitter or anything like that I'm very much behind the times on kind of internet yeah. promotion yeah get on it uh, you're in a computer lab I know I know the yeah. digital future of our information spaces exactly so. yeah I'm kind of I'm slow on the uptake on all of that stuff no website no Twitter or anything so oh now's the time sorry yeah nothing to promote sorry journal on your life uh to become a librarian of film and everything. Exactly. So we got to wrap it up now, but I want to thank you so much, Gordon, for taking sure. the time to call in. Yeah, And definitely. good luck on your work and school, and then we'll keep in touch. And thanks thank you, for yeah. calling in. Have a good day. All right, you too. Okay. Have a good weekend. You too. Bye. Bye. That there was Gordon Spates calling in on KCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Thanks for listening to Our Digital Future. Check us out next week. Stay tuned for more great public affairs programming here on KUCI at 5 p.m. You'll be listening to The OC Show, Orange County Politics with Cameron Jackson. And right before, from 4 to 4.30, you heard Countdown UCI, news and guests from The Only UC and The OC with Dimitri. I want to thank... KCI Public Affairs, as well as music. I want to give a shout-out to my friend Rubrin, DJing tonight, midnight to 3 a.m. Telesthesia Sound System Circuitry is the name of his show with New Age Sound System Culture. 
It's going to have some live DJs in studio. That'll be fun. Now stay tuned for more KUCI.